Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. How incredible is our awesome God to build a bridge between him and us, even after we're the ones that burned it down. <laughs> God is just so glorious. That is indeed his grace. Today, we continue our study on God's grace. And if you're new to this podcast, hello, I'm Pastor Karina Don Reed, and I'm here to guide you into God's word and help you apply it to your life. The Trumpets of Tears of Podcast is a biblical lifestyle targeting tool for shifting your mindset from the world's way back to God's way. God's grace, the depth of it, the way he extends it to us is truly remarkable. We lose our patience so quickly, yet God is so very patient with us. Just by reflecting on the grace that God has for us should then inspire us to work on the patience we have with others. We can all do a better job, but it takes practice. And in order to practice, we have to have a reason and a way to practice it. That means difficult people are going to come our way. And when they do, we need to interact with them from God's perspective. Learning from his example of how patient he is with us. Just that simple mindset shift, being mindful of that fact, can actually transform how we react to other people. The mind, it's certainly interesting. Some people use their mind so much and pride themselves on their deep mindset thinking that it actually keeps them from their relationship with God because they think themselves out of it. That's the enemy at work. God created the mind and scripture tells us that we have the mind of Christ. So then of course the enemy wants to use what God created us with to go against God's way of using it. God's way of using our mind is to seek him first and foremost and always. His ways are not our ways because he knows best. Romans 11 verse 33 states this beautifully. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and decisions and how unfathomable and untraceable are his ways. Beautiful, isn't it? As humans, we need constant reminders to let go and let God be God. Too often we remove him out of the equation because of our mindset or our beliefs. Yet when we invite him in, when we give him room to move, allow him to take control of the situation, he then does what only he can do. And this is a great starting point of how to extend grace to others. Often we can find ourselves in a difficult situation with a challenging personality and we just step into action. Sometimes that means we step out from an emotional place, interjecting when we shouldn't and then the issue escalates. That's what happens every time when we react to a situation. But if we took a moment to pause, allow any kind of offense to roll off of us and just seek God before responding in any way, then his grace gets applied to the circumstance and his grace then gets applied to the other person. 
We're not able to give God's grace to others. Grace is only God's. It's only his to give away as he sees fit when he sees fit. So in order to apply God's grace into a situation, we have to pause our own reactions, invite him in, and invite him to apply his grace. And we have to keep in mind that still not everyone is going to react favorably every time. Just as we have free will to pause and ask God to apply his grace to a situation, the other person has free will to refuse his grace and react poorly. Despite any reaction, that can't sway our own response. We have to exercise the fruit of self-control. And unfortunately, we can't make others exercise it. But how another person reacts is between them and the Lord. How we react is only what we are accountable for. And as we pursue a godly lifestyle, that means we need to be mindful because we understand that we are accountable to the Lord. We need to take moments to pause and allow God to interject into every situation, apply to what the circumstance calls for, and sometimes this means grace. James 3 verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, morally and spiritually undefiled, then peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, reasonable, and willing to listen, full of compassion and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteousness, hypocrisy, and self-serving guile. (laughs) Wow. We can only apply things to a situation that we understand. But God's knowledge of every situation far surpasses what we can discern and understand. The scripture says that his wisdom is pure, considerate, and full of compassion and has good fruit. Remember that it's important to see God's perspective, not our own perspective. I've used this analogy before, but it really applies to what we're talking about right now. It's that toddler who's going to touch a hot stove. The toddler's mindset is to help, to emulate what they see their parent doing. They love their parent, they're learning to be like their parent, and in their mind this means when it's time for a meal, they have to be at the stove and use it to prepare the food. Their thought process is beautiful and honoring. Their thought process for where they're at is the right thought process. They have every intention of doing the right thing and they're excited to be a part of the process, but they don't understand how to actually cook and how the stove actually works. They have the best intentions, but limited understanding. Yet in their own mind, they fully understand. So as they're ready to help and the stove burner is red hot, they're gonna try to pull themselves up to the stove top so they can start helping. And you see what's gonna happen. And as you're watching them, you yell in a panic knowing that if they actually touch the burner, they're going to get critically hurt. As the parent, with more understanding, with more experience, with more wisdom, you get to prevent them from touching the burner. 
Yet the toddler, full of expectation, finds themselves suddenly getting yelled at when all they're doing is the same thing that they see you doing in their own mind. It frustrates them. They get upset. They might even throw a fit because you yelled. Yet despite the way they threw themselves on the floor and are now crying uncontrollably, you know that you made the right decision because it saved them from becoming hurt. Every situation and every person in each situation has their own perspective. But we need to remove our own perspective and invite God in so he can give us his all-knowing perspective. Depending on the other person's maturity level, they just might throw a fit. And God will let them because only he knows what he saved them from. You and I always and only have a limited perspective. And this is why we have to pause and allow God to apply his grace in a way where only he can. This is also why partnering with the Holy Spirit is so critical in daily life. We can think we know best and we can think we're helping others when really, from God's perspective, we're just a toddler at the stove. Romans 12 verse 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. This scripture reminds us to seek God's perspective. Our mind needs to stop reacting to the world around us and instead pause and seek God in the situation. The scripture also reminds us that this world has superficial values and customs. Let's just pause for a moment because this is truth. Yes, our world has superficial values and customs. And sometimes we can identify them and other times we don't believe that they're superficial because they masquerade as good, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Sometimes we partner with worldly ways because we get caught up in honoring people instead of honoring God. Sometimes, because we refuse to let go of our beliefs versus God's truths, the things that the world values are not things that God values as we see it. It's merely perspective, but only God's perspective is truth, right, and actual good. When we understand how God's grace works, then we can work on how to apply it in our lives But this only works when we've taken the time to study grace from how our Bible defines it. And that's what we've been doing this month. Otherwise, we end up applying a false grace. And anything false is never going to end up good. God's grace is just. Romans 5 verse 2. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. 
Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellence and power. Our culture has the saying, I'm extending grace to this person. And we think about it in the terms that we're the ones who are actually extending the grace to the other person. That thought process the enemy uses against us because it then puts us up on a pedestal like we're the better person. Look how great I'm behaving. Comparison enters in and we brag that we're the bigger person. But none of this is actual godly character. We clearly see that in scripture, grace comes only from God. The grace we pass on to others is just an extension of what he's already given to us. When we give out grace, it's like re-gifting it. We've received it, so then we can give it away. It has nothing to do with us. It's all about the Lord. But we can be proud of the fact that when we pause, seeking the Lord and asking him to apply his grace to the situation, We exercise self-control to do things God's way instead of the world's way. And that delights his heart. That's what Jesus demonstrated for us. A way to stop emulating what the world is doing and instead following his example. Rejoice. Be confident in the Lord for the manifestation of his ways are the only ways to live. Your job is to study the life of Jesus, pause, and then let God be God in every situation, applying his grace as he sees fit. Amen. If you are a woman looking to learn and to live the way that Jesus lived with his principles, then I invite you to join our seven-month course. We have a biblical lifestyle and leadership academy. It's a ministry school focused on living out biblical principles in every area of your life, every day of your life. You'll gain scripture understanding, be given practical tips to apply life situations, and become a part of an equally yoked global community that's dedicated to being accountable to the Lord. If that sounds interesting to you, the link can be found in the comments below. When you join us, it will awaken your purpose and you will be transformed. Blessings to your week ahead. Pause and invite God to come in and apply his grace.